So, hi, here's Florian with a new podcast, and of course, uh, this time, two new guests, so I would say introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you. My name is uh, Johan. I'm working in the um, Commerzbank, uh, in the Commerzbank since 14 years right now, and I'm uh, responsible for cultural change in the Commerzbank, pretty much digital know-how transferring and um, uh, agile know-how, so um, our job is to make the bank even better <laughs> and faster and uh, more customer-centric. Um, so that's our job here and uh, cultural change is a pretty big thing in the Commerzbank so I'm pretty happy to to work here Hey, I'm Sebastian uh, working in the same department and so the same topics as well I'm working in Commerzbank since uh, 2014 and um, yeah worked for different departments um, and now finally also part of the cultural change team You said a lot of things next to um, culture change also customer centric and so on so can you go a bit more detail on the certain things you you said yeah of course two years ago the commerzbank the our ceo our board said uh, we need a new strategy and it was um, pretty much about getting it becoming a digital enterprise and they um, found out and luckily they found out that uh, becoming a digital enterprise is not only making digital processes or um, developing new fancy apps or stuff. Uh, everything starts with the culture and with a way of um, how we work together. So banks, to be honest, have not been the most customer-centric <laughs> uh, industries in the world since the last 150 years. But we see, or the bank sees as well, that uh, the customer behavior is changing due digital due uh, digitalization and digital platforms and so yeah they say we need a department for taking care of the cultural change and of the way we work together so we always go one step back and say no it's it's not only the not only the method or a fancy fancy brand new app it's more about the way how we communicate how we um how innovation is going how we um handle the failure of culture here, how um, we work together. This is what we take care of or trying to take care of and try to start a movement. It has been called change management, but once you say change management in the bank, the door slams <laughs> and the um, uh, people are avoiding you. So uh, we call ourselves cultural change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you said it yourself, it's quite a challenge to, uh, to change an old organization, which is Historically, you always like didn't and it has no need to change. What was your main uh, ways to start a process and what you learned in the way? I think the most important uh, point is to explain the why. So, uh, and to uh, make the strategy, uh, which we started in 2016, transparent uh, to the employees and to get the commitment uh, from them uh, after or w while we are, were explaining uh, the strategy and the reason behind the strategy. So it's always about the why. And there was you gain the commitment and you only can be successful if the whole workforce uh, works for the same uh, goal. And um, this is... Uh, from my perspective, uh, the one of the key factors for for the success of cultural change. It's interesting because when we started, um, or when when this this department was founded, cultural change, we tried to make a market research to um, to check like how other companies um, behaved. But there is no blueprint <laughs> because um, you you cannot say, hey, this is this has been working pretty good, and so we just adapt it or copy it. 
Um, but for, I mean, there is there are methods for change management, but for changing a whole culture in a big, big company and very, very traditional company, there is no blueprint. So this never happened before. So we started to um, to create ideas on our own and just try to start and learn pretty fast. So in um, short iterations, we tried to develop new programs, new education formats, um, whatever, and learned a lot of things. So we made a lot of mistakes. And as you can imagine, in the beginning, it was not like everyone was um, everyone was happy about this department, you know. Uh, so we started. We can we could do what we want to do, and other departments had, had to work like pretty strict on rules and whatever. And we were like the the uh, new creative startup, and um, so the acceptance for our department in the beginning was not not that high so we had to work on it to make change visible to make it more effective and whatever so uh, yeah this was a long process and we're still not in the end <laughs> so uh, to make the challenge a bit more clear uh, how many employees has the does the Commerzbank have it's always changing to be honest <laughs> it's always changing uh, I think it's like 45,000 45,000 yeah How many people are in your in your department? Uh, we started with uh, approximately seven or eight or whatever. We started two years ago with seven or eight, and right now we um, we gained um, th through agile coaches as well through a, a scrum master qualification programs. So we are like twenty five right now, but um, the focus changed. So we started just taking care of the culture. Right now, we um, we gained uh, through all these agile approach as well. So we have agile coaches in our team, and um, yeah, we scaled it up a little. What I also heard is um, it's definitely really driven by the Vorstand, by the leaders, because it was completely said, okay, we change our organization until 2021, I think, was it? No, 2020. 2020. And we do everything we can, and this is happening now. It's not just talking, it's doing. But on the other side, if I would sit there and have like seven or 25 people, and then like on the other side, several thousand employees, like how is this possible? Like how did you guys tackle this, this big numbers difference? Yeah, for sure. That's one, one of the biggest challenges. Um, but uh, we have different formats and events um, where we educate several uh, people or a group of people and We, we trust in them that they understand uh, what we want to uh, tell them and try to educate and that they act uh, afterwards as a multiplier and we all often call them family and friends or funny uh, pronunciation for, for these guys. It's more, it's really, really also part of the change team. So it's like the, the second force because they support us uh, in transforming uh, the whole company and get the mindset to uh, the group of people uh, where we haven't been so far. So uh, it's not only about us that we are the, the change driver for the whole company. We can, I would say we are more the, the, uh, like the, the creator of different formats and give advices and the whole pro uh, the whole workforce has to uh, to to work al uh, along this this strategy so it's um yeah family and friends which support us in our change task and to be honest yeah we're talking about 45000 employees but uh, of course we have a focus on the people in um in frankfurt in the in the projects because actually 
how much is it needed to educate or to change people working in different branches in uh, we always have our like funny branches like Paderborn or whatever right like how important is it to tell them the the need of agile to to explain them blockchain or api or cloud computing because it's not relevant for them they they are sales units right now but they're one of the most important units of course but um, when it comes to digitalization it's pretty much about developing it's pretty much about new um, products it's about uh, customer experience it's about um, pricing and whatever big data and this is pretty much happening in frankfurt in the main branch or in the headquarter. So uh, we don't have to take care about 45,000 people with this little team. It's more we focus on, on Frankfurt and, 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 the, and the developing units um, in order to teach them um, getting faster, better, more customer-oriented, um, and everything else will happen in, in the units, in the sales units afterwards. So it's more or less about like, I would say, 10 to 12,000 people, but it's still a number. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely still a number. But it's interesting. If you say you're definitely customer-centric and uh, you brought the example up that the sales department in Paderborn is not part of it. Because out of my uh, experience, uh, to be customer-centric, <laughs> you should work with the customers the most and develop the innovations with them together. So especially with your example, like the people in the branches and the, the sales departments, they're like the most important people because they know the customers best. But I also understand your challenge, like it's super spread. So uh, how, how you handle that? That's interesting because we, um, because, uh, we always promote the people, um, on the, in the branches. And, um, one of the, one of the systems of the commerce bank is that people from the branches can work in Frankfurt in projects as experts, uh, for one or two years. So, um, they give away the people for one or two years. And so they can work on products because they know the customer best. Yeah. Right. Actually, to be honest, banks, Banks are not that good in, in, in innovating or asking the customer first or MVP or whatever, right? We have um, regulatory, we have um, the ECB in the background. We have pretty much uh, circumstances that are um, more like obligation and, and not like, oh, we can try and fail and whatever. But of course, it's like we have to put the, the, the customer in the focus. What is happening in the branches right now, of course, because they are the most important people. But when it comes to developing, we try to integrate them with their with their experts, with their um, opinions, and um, yeah, try to develop together. But it's always tough, right? Because they live in Paderborn or in Bielefeld or wherever, have their families there. How flexible are they to work with us, right? And how flexible? And this this is a matter of culture. Is um, is the headquarter to listen to those people? This is this is not a method. This is not agile. This is not Scrum. This is just a matter of culture. Am I good in feedback? Am I good in listening? Am I good in communication right and this is more a matter of culture than a matter of uh, technology or whatever it's interesting because you said you are there for transforming the culture so i know of example of a company i think it was hdi what they do is every employee it doesn't matter where they work they can um, forward ideas they have mm -hmm. and then they get uh, a coaching how to make a presentation about it like how to make it a bit more Pitch. grabbable to be able to pitch it and then they pitch it on a idea challenge mm -hmm. in front of the forstand like the leaders or at least like people which are 
enough to, to evaluate it. And now comes the hook, because this alone wouldn't be so cool. Mm -hmm. But the hook comes that if they get accepted, like if they say that's cool, you want to do that, they get free of their daily job like a for yeah, yeah, like for three months or something, and they can only work on this idea. Yeah. And this is this is the biggest thing because on the other side, you know, if you just present an idea and nothing happens, like you lose motivation. But if you know because it was said and you saw it that it happened that if it's getting approved and people say on the spot they are yes it's a cool idea let's do this then you can work on this for real and this is i think uh this makes a big difference this is one of this one part of the solution right it's about uh, ideas management and uh, to be honest we had the same See, like uh, Public Television, Shark Tank, Hölle der Löwen, whatever. Um, of course, we look around and just adapt things that are working pretty well. And Shark Tank is a pretty good format in order to pitch your idea and to get investors in and to, to realize your idea. We had the same. We tried it like three or four times called uh, Amaze Me. I think we called it Amaze Me. With, uh, uh, and this is how we started, right? We, we just um, thought about what is good what's what's working pretty good like uh, in in uh, television or whatever what can we adapt and we tried it but again it didn't work or it um it didn't came to 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 scale format or whatever uh, because of the culture <laughs> right um the idea was there there was a concept there was a powerpoint it was once the forstand as well in a in a session and it was cool but um when it comes to realizing it it fails and Did that's Exactly, due to due to acceptance or no acceptance of of the board members or whatever, right? So, I mean, they they didn't say no, we don't want to have it, but yeah, but they didn't say yes and said like this is something I want to have, right? Um, it's always okay. There is something, and um, uh, yeah, how seriously can you realize it when you don't have the backing, right? So we try, we try, we try, we fail, we fail, we fail. You don't have the backing, you go on trying. So it's resilience. You have to work on it. It's pretty much putting energy into it, efforts, whatever. Um, yeah, but this is just one part of it, right? And that's a matter of culture if it works or if it, it doesn't work, yeah. So I think uh, then what we can learn out of that, it only works if the, the leaders, the Vorstand, completely behind it. As soon as they are not saying yes and just say nothing, it probably doesn't work. At least it seems like that. What are, like, what are the other learnings you took out of the process Because you, you already said like you made a lot of mistakes, which is always good because someone can learn. So what are other examples of, of learnings you had? As you mentioned before, you need an enabler, a person who empowers you to, to change or to try something, something out, maybe support you in this process. Another factor is that you have to tell the same story uh, at least seven times until uh, people... Underst not only understand uh, but also live in the same way because for you if something is clear it, it isn't sure you can't ensure that for somebody else he understands or thinks in the same way so uh, you have to at least tell the, uh, the story seven times and uh, therefore we, we made the, exa uh, the same experience so we had sometimes we were very frustrated because we, we said okay What should we do until the people get the story behind? Why is it so complicated for them to understand what we want to tell them? This was also a learning for us that uh, we have to tell the story from different perspectives to see maybe, for example, that 
the guys from corporates markets have a completely other other mindset than uh, the IT guys and uh, that we have to understand that and to adapt and to um, fit to their uh, mindset and to tell them in the way that uh, they get the point which we want to, to send. And um, yeah, um, we also had some other fails. So we always initiate and create new uh, formats. Uh, we had uh, good examples like my fail. Maybe we can um, tell something later, uh, something uh, about that later on. But we also had some formats where we thought, okay, the, the workforce is already ready for it, for um, like a communication platform, which completely failed. This was also a learning for us. And we had to say, okay, we tell the workforce fail fast you have to get this mindset and this was also it was hard for us because we took a lot of effort in this format and uh, had to accept uh, at the end uh, that there were, wasn't that uh, a great acceptance which we, which we expected and this is also learning for us that that you learn uh, through failing and yeah these are my three big learnings out of the cultural change uh, time what i think what we started too late in in our department was to um was to implement uh, an, an nps for our formats and let promoter score so we asked too late for feedback and uh, nps is net promoter score so how how much would um uh, members of our formats or whatever recommend this format and say like hey this is recommendable you can um, i would come again or i would recommend it to my colleague or whatever so nps is you rate the format or the event or whatever um, or the qualification from one to ten and everything up from nine is highly recommended and it's a promoter this is a pretty pretty common uh, system for rating for rating events or whatever um, and we started too late to implement the a feedback feedback mechanism although feedback is one of the strongest values in the agile world right and so we started too late and this was one mistake maybe um uh, otherwise we could have checked if things are really successful or not as well i think we as we just started on on like on a green field we started maybe too late putting up goals our own goals for always one year or for half a year so we started but we didn't have like kpis <laughs> Uh, because how can you measure cultural change? There is no blueprint, as I said before. But we s started this year to make hard goals, so like in numbers as well. So how many people do we want to reach? How many agile coaches do we want to qualify? How many events do we want to um, have? What kind of NPS do we want to? So we started to track ourselves a little bit too late. This is something I would recommend. If I could do it again, I would start earlier, of course. But yeah, we, we, of course, we're doing a lot of mistakes and maybe our communication, because of course we want to be different, right? We want to communicate in a different way. And sometimes we are pretty edgy. So we are a little bit over the edge and, um, too creative. And we say do instead, uh, do instead of Z. And some people are like, Oh, this company is not ready for the do, right? But we just do it. We just start. And of course you have fails. And of course you are like sometimes over the top and people don't like it. But actually we don't have the time to wait. <laughs> we just need to start. <laughs> just to get back to your first point, uh, you said like you need to tell something sometimes seven times before people understood it, understand it. How do you know that they really understood it? Yeah, you cannot measure it, but you feel it. As, as soon as people are promoting you and start to change their behavior, so uh, when they start 
trying things out, being brave, communicating in another way. They have the awareness. They um, they empower other people to to read, to watch videos on YouTube, to uh, visit um, workshops. As soon as this thing is there, you feel like something changed. But it, as you said before, a seven a seven is a golden number for us. It takes a lot, a lot of time, right? And um, I, to be honest, we're totally in this transformation. The world is changing so fast and it will change faster every day. And you always ask yourself, are we fast enough? Do we have to be more radical? Do, do we have the time to tell it seven times? Um, but right now, that's our solution. We don't have another solution. But in our perspective, it could be way more faster. And we would be happy just to tell the story twice <laughs> instead of seven times in order to in order to transform or change the people. But yeah, every every move in the right direction is a is a move. So we have to we have to appreciate, right? Yeah. So to add maybe one or two more points to that, I think if it's get visible for you that you can see that. A person has changed uh, his mind, his or her mindset. Then you know he understood um, what he wanted to tell. That doesn't mean that if he takes off the tie, uh, that he has a complete other mindset. But if he re really acts different, then you can see that he has understood uh, what you tried to to tell him. And uh, we already talked uh, before about this change process. From my perspective, change. Change process isn't limited, so change process is ongoing, and you always have to to adapt to new to new situation. It's equally uh, business or private life. So uh, every day brings something new, and uh, you adapt automatically to this. So from my perspective, change isn't temporary, and if you understand and, and accept that and live with this, then. You don't have to change in this way because change is part of your your mindset and your daily business. Just to add one more sentence, then you, then you have the microphone back. When people see the necessity of change, we are successful. So when they see this is the only this is the only way we could survive or we can get better, then then it's successful. And now I have two points. <laughs> the, the first point was really good. There's also some, uh, so also learning from another podcast. They was asked, uh, how do you know what innovation is and if innovation works? The easy answer was if it leads to behavior change. Your product is only good if it brings behavior change. People do something different because of it. And this is then probably the same here. So how you said, uh, you know that they understood it and you know what, you try to do work because people change their doing if you say you you do a lot of events to reach people um you force people to come to these events or you just write in the in the wiki or somewhere hey here at 6 p.m there's a cool meetup come here so how, how do you how do you get people close to you and get people to listen to you yeah just forcing them <laughs> it's easy <laughs> No, actually, we don't want to do things that um, that are not helping people. So everything we offer is is reaching out the hand in order to to get the people on track, right? For for change. So we this is why we measure the NPS as well. We don't want to do things that are not that are not helping the people. And in in all these big circles of change, 
people have a lot of questions, um, but sometimes they are not like brave enough to ask them. So uh, we try to break or tear down walls um, in order to reach hands to make this picture complete and give them the chance to ask questions, like the most stupid questions you, you ever might have asked, but um, it's, it's all right. So we try to communicate like this, pretty honest, pretty clear. Uh, we don't want to have like a positive communication style. We, of course, we have problems in all this change arrangement, but um, change is never easy. And uh, we don't want to say like digital digitalization is the new perfect, right? But uh, I mean, there are a lot of negative things about digitalization as well, but you have to communicate it like this. Say, look, of course there are problems, but we, we don't have an option. The world is changing. And if we want to be part of it, we have to adapt some things and we have to talk about it. And we, we try just to be honest and understand the people and don't want to tell them the new truth because there is no new truth, but you have to be smarter than before and you have to adapt another way of learning. Um, but yeah, we can put the, I mean, we have an intranet, of course, but we try to communicate in another way and this is how we um and this is how we get to the people i guess yeah um yeah so <laughs> we told at the beginning that we we are still quite young team group of people and at the beginning as you already mentioned uh, there were also people who didn't know why we <laughs> why this unit uh, is existing uh, at all and nobody uh, has known us um, at this point of time And we start with several formats, like a pilot uh, format, uh, only ask friends and families, our network, uh, to, to visit the event if, if they uh, want to come, if they have time, and ask them for feedback afterwards. And uh, the word of mouth uh, supported us. Uh, we never had a problem in uh, getting enough people for our formats. So we, we had more or less uh, another problem that we were always looking for Uh, bigger places where we can get more people to our events and uh, several formats which we started in, at the headquarter are already um, out uh, out of the headquarter and went into the into these different regions where copied by uh, people there or uh, in cooperation with us so um, word of mouse is supporting us uh, quite good and I think it would be the wrong mindset so we are back at mindset uh, if we force somebody to come to our event so and then because then you can tell whatever you want to if you force somebody you never get to him um, or to to this per, to, to the person he has to see the purpose and to, um, to be willing to, to join our event to understand what we want to tell Your events are like just for members of Commerzbank, right? Or is it for open for everyone? We we are thinking about opening them, make them public to invite like customers as well, uh, yeah, to to uh, tear down barriers or whatever, um, and to bring all all the people together because this is a question of mindset as well to bring like customers more into the bank, more to our formats. How we how do we behave? What questions do we have? Maybe many customers like even in the corporate segment they have the same questions they have the same challenges like digitalization and whatever so we could share a lot of knowledge and um and knowledge concerning when it comes to cultural change or different ways of working together right but we're not we're not this far but we are thinking about it and yeah then it takes a little time in the bank <laughs> to, to realize it right we are not a startup not yet 
And I have another question. Um, you said uh, two questions before, I think, um, that like people need to see the, the needing of change. And I was need to thinking on the climate change. You know, everyone knows we should do something, but you still drive with your car uh, outside because it's easy. And until not the water is until your hips, there's no real pressure, no real seeing of, of changing. And I would say for a big organization, which is not bankrupt and still works okay, works good enough, uh, it's the same issue, you know. And also special for the people which work in there because you're just a little little screw of a big, big engine. So the engine works. Yeah, luckily the engine works. <laughs> and unfortunately the engine works. So it is both sides, right? Because as you can see like easily in numbers or um, our, our business numbers, like the business is getting harder and harder and we have more competitions and we're not earning that money that we earned before, right? Due different circumstances, which is like customer-wise, which is, of course, uh, technology-wise, which is um, the competitors are increasing, um, they are faster, um, regulatory reasons. So we have many reasons why um, why banks are not that successful like they, they have been before. But still, banks offer a pretty big comfort zone for employees, They, to be honest, they didn't do anything wrong because banks uh, ran successful like the last 50 years. So they, they did a pretty, pretty good job, actually. Um, so what do they think if people are like our unit is going to their units and saying like, look, and right now you need to change. But they didn't do anything wrong, right? Um, so they, they, they did a good work. They did a good, good job. A good job. They were well educated, whatever. But we need another skill set right now. And uh, we don't have the time to wait like 10 more years and get them changed or whatever. I mean, as the Commerzbank, we are pretty early when it comes to banks. When it comes to our industry, like we could be faster. But uh, the, the, the skill set we need right now is totally different um, to, um, to what we, what we um, had before. In a joke, I, sometimes I say like, Maybe we just need to transfer the salary like three days later as we used to, 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 to make the, to make the problems visible. Of course, we couldn't. And of course, that's more or less a joke, but actually it, it will come to that day if we don't change, right? And as you said correctly, people might, might give away their car when, when the water is high enough or when they couldn't fly to the Melodives anymore or, or to whatever. Um, then the change or the not doing anything is, is visible. But um, as you can see in Otto, it's a pretty good ex example, I guess. Otto had huge and massive problems um, um, with uh, with digitalization as well. And they, I mean, I don't know, but um, they, they changed so fast because they were forced to change. Otherwise, they would like have, have been gone. And um, yeah, I think the... The reason why we always say like the sense of urgency um, is something we try to communicate and always start with a why, right? If we don't change, um, we will be, we will have massive problems. This is this is our message actually. Yeah, but it's just a message. It's not, yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's it's you can you cannot like, um, yeah, business is getting tough. Mm. Uh, one more point. I think uh, the. To be successful com for a company, it's important to be ahead of the wave. So it's a simple <laughs> standard quote. Uh, but I think it, the, the, the truth uh, is really important in, in that point because take a look at Apple. Apple is a standard 
example, but I think it's good at this point. Uh, they were pretty su pretty successful with the iPod. Take a look right now. The iPod is gone. Uh, it was they and who was the company who uh, get the iPod forgotten? Uh, forgotten. It was Apple by itself. So they destroyed their own business model, which was one of the the yeah, biggest uh, profit uh, products uh, for for Apple. Because they uh, placed uh, placed the iPhone in 2007, and uh, which was the product who who bought the the iPod useless. So you have to understand where the customer is going and uh, where the future will be. And uh, Apple is pretty good in to see the next step and to be ahead of the wave, uh, in my opinion. And this is the same which banks have. Uh, to go to so we missed several changes in the past and i think that's one of the most uh, or the the biggest points why it's so difficult uh, for us right now to uh, to get back to to the wave or ahead of the wave and um besides some regulatory uh, problems and uh, the uh, the consequences of the financial crisis uh, which came uh, additional um to to the whole um, transformation process in the banking industry but this is where we have to go to we are still mainly in the in the in the mindset that uh, the people or the customers come to us but we have to understand okay we have to see what the customer will need and uh, we have to offer customers the solution before he even asks for this so and if we get to this point I I think we can be successful again. So right uh, next to this answer is the question, uh, where do you see the financial sector in the next five, five years? If anyone could tell me that, <laughs> I would be the most happy person in the world. Banking, banking, will be li bank, banking is lifestyle. I guess banking is a li will be a lifestyle product. Um, so why do people choose or like even berlin people you know it best like choose revolut they choose n26 as, a, as their bank um although they don't have branches although you can talk personally to people i mean to be honest i went through the account opening um process as well because i just want to know how our competitors are working and it's of course pretty sexy right uh, you enjoy opening a, an account instead of just fill out like five pds print them out and send them to anywhere and get an answer like two weeks later And banking is, as Sebastian said, banks should have the answer before the question even appears. In future, banking should be fun. I cannot say or I cannot tell you about what technology will um, be dominating bank business because it could be blockchain maybe. It could be pretty much API solutions as well. We do take care of these um, technologies as well. But to be honest, as a 150-year-old company, Of course, we don't have the brand new IT infrastructure, which is, of course, it has reasons, right? But it's pretty tough to change it. So this is one of our massive um, competitions, um, which is obviously there, but um, it has reasons, of course. So in five years, in five to ten years, I think big data will be will be um, will be a pretty big thing, or is a pretty big thing. So I always make the example when I go to IKEA, right? My bank, as um, you can see, like when I'm buying IKEA, my bank should know. Oh, this guy is moving, so maybe he needs 
to change his address. Maybe he needs some um, overdraft. Maybe he needs whatever. I mean, there are different reasons for for a bank to get um, in contact with your customer when you when you move, right? And um, this will be um, this will be possible with just reading big data, right? Uh, to to make uh, to be nearly visible as a bank, but always there when the customer needs it. So this will change and banking is banking will be lifestyle. And um, I think banking will dramatically change. And we could be happy that Google, Apple and Facebook uh, is not in banking in Germany, because otherwise, um, we would have an, another uh, size of competitors here. Yeah, Apple is in a way like Apple in cooperation with Goldman Sachs, I think, yeah, the credit, credit cards. I think Deutsche Bank helps them a bit in Germany, if I remember right. But we'll see. We'll see. It's it's not at the end. So if you say, uh, of course, we need to give the customer what he wants before he knows he wants that, um, how do you do these experimentations? Because uh, transformation itself, agile transformation, means, like for me, okay, you do you help existing developer teams to be more more effective. But like to experimenting with new ideas and testing them with customers, this is like a complete new new situation or a different topic. So, do you already tackle that, or is this in the coming, or how how do you do this, and how you do this parallel to the other one? Just one sense. I mean, we um, we do own the Mine Incubator. It's uh, it's um, a spin-off of the Commerzbank, so it um, um, it invests in startups and fintechs that we can use for developing our own products and our own ideas. We uh, we have a UX or user um, user experience studio as well here in the bank, which is um, always open for customers and customers like real customers are always invited. Um, we just launched the new banking app, which was um, developed with customers together. But again, this is talk to the customers and ask them what they want. It's a matter of culture. <laughs> It's a matter of um, how um, flexible am I on feedback? Um, how flexible am I maybe as a product owner for just say digital banking solutions to when, when the customer is saying, no, this is, this, is, um, this is a function I don't need or whatever. How flexible am I to say, okay, then we're going to stop it because banking is pretty much, no, it's my product and I'm going to do it and I have the budget and I'm, I will do it, right? Um, so it's more a thing of culture. Listen to the customer, get the feedback, do short iterations instead of keep your product and make yourself proud, right? Uh, but we have different units trying to develop this But in the first step, it's a matter of mindset and it's a matter of people and not like a matter of the amounts of UX studios or spin-offs, right? And I think it's, you have to be, it's clear that it's a radical rethinking and it's uh, not always easy to accept that. We see that in our team as well. If we change something, we call it <laughs> zero shades of gray <laughs> because everyone uh, of us has so-called hobbies Uh, which which are tasks which we like, uh, for example, some holding some presentations or the or moderations or creating uh, something uh, which is important and useful, but maybe is not 100% aiming uh, the goal in that moment. Uh, but we are uh, still doing it, and we are challenging challenging uh, each other uh, to stay customer focused and to really focus uh, on the tasks which are relevant 
to uh, improve the customer experience. And uh, this is also which we always, uh, this is a continuous process uh, for changing our mindset. And um, you ask for uh, the goal uh, or the, uh, how is banking look like? I don't know, but I would wish that in five or 10 years or <laughs> in the best case tomorrow, but it's impossible. But uh, so in, in near future, let's say near future, people are going into the branch, uh, not with the, for a reason because something isn't working, uh, but more or less uh, for a reason uh, or with a smile, coming into the branch with a smile. So in my past, when I made a pr the apprenticeship as a banker, I always were faced, saw people who came to me with a problem. And I would be happy if uh, in future the people come into the branch with, with a smile or at least with not that negative feeling as it is right now in, in the most cases. Yeah, quite quite a good good vision. Just to make this also clear, like because uh, you said, like you have a UX department and they're sending someone and you test it with them. How do you know that this is really the right thing to do? Because especially Commerzbank, you don't have only customers from 18 to 25 or only customers from 50 to 80. You have like the whole range, which is probably for for startups like the N26 a bit more easier because probably they have all young folks hipster-like, so it's way more easier to, to see what your main uh, customer looks like, and especially for, for the big banks. This is, I can imagine, quite a challenge to um, say, okay, this is, this is the right thing to do because it, it helps the most of our customers. So just the question I always like to ask, uh, what are your favorite books uh, I was thinking about the question like uh, all the time we were recording. <laughs> I, 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 uh, yeah, oh, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, hopefully, my father isn't listening, but I'm not a good book reader to be honest, and I should read more books. I'm really, yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know, but um, yeah, it's uh, one of my. It's so, sorry to say, <laughs> I have potential there. Uh, I love to read magazines, to be honest, like T3N, Wired, whatever. It makes me, yeah, tr tr or it makes me more understanding people and what they like and what is trendy. So understand how maybe new apps are working. Why TikTok is that? Why TikTok is that uh, successful? Just like trending apps, I try to understand them, try to use them. So I'm not really good in reading and reading like a bunch of books, but I'm good in just trying to understand people and trying to understand trends and why they exist. So magazines are helping me pretty much. Um, as I said, T3N um, or colorful <laughs> magazines. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty bad consumer, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh, little tricks are helping. This is my inspiration. Um, not anymore. And podcasts like, um, digital compact or whatever, trying to get them on the train or, or something like that. Yeah. For me, it's going into the, into the same direction. I, I would love to have more time to reading, uh, to read books, but in the past, be true. <laughs> I had, to read a lot for for university so i have a lot of uh, books at home which i bought in the past uh, which i want to read but never came to the point that i had the time or uh, i i would say okay now i'm in the mood to read a book or start reading a book because there were a lot of cases uh, or texts or scripts which you had to read right now i'm also um, in the direction of podcasts currently i'm listening to a real estate podcast 
it's quite interesting because I, I like to get a little bit deeper and to uh, get more know-how about real estate. And um, on the other point, yeah, I'm I have not one magazine or newspaper or book uh, which I would say I'm I'm in every day, uh, but I'm more like the <laughs> hunter of the headlines and if i'm interested in a certain headline then uh, or topic then uh, i i read more about that but uh, i yeah i use the the standard business um or news or yeah, economic uh, newspapers and magazines uh, to get uh, to to be up to date and uh, yeah then if something is interesting then i go deep into this topic to be honest netflix can help as well so just watch cambridge analytics um the the documentation about cambridge analytica just watch black mirror is a big inspiration as well so we always recommend people to watch it because um it inspires you it inspires you about technology what is possible with technology it it's it's not a one-way right the digitalization is good and we need to take care of it but it's not a one-way and you have to you have to be aware of it like in which direction ever so uh, even netflix could be could be an inspiration besides of course good books that reminds me on a on a phrase in a in a, in a, in a last podcast there was said uh, you know uh, hollywood is pretty good and showing us the dark side of the digitization <laughs> so what you should do is think about the good side <laughs> uh, to make the saver Okay, and the last question um, is, uh, if you could go back in time to your 20-year-old self uh, or 18-year-old self, what would you tell him? Uh, good question. Um, I would say, uh, what would I tell? Probably nowadays I'm even more open Uh, for different topics and uh, cultures and people and everything uh, which I made experience since I was 18 or 20 because I learned so much about uh, different uh, about my business trips about holidays abroad so I love to travel and to see new cultures new uh, meeting new people with a different mindset a different background and uh I would recommend my 18 or 20 years to start even earlier with that. Uh, maybe to, I, 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 I had the chance when I was 16, I'm not sure about 16, 17 to, to uh, go abroad to the US for, for one year. I didn't do that at this point of time. Maybe I would recommend to do that and start even for, uh, even earlier. Yeah. Uh, with this, traveling and making experience abroad because from my perspective you can learn as much as possible uh, to widen your horizon um, when you meet other uh, people uh, with a complete different mindset what should i add um uh, the 20 year old me should learn languages like at least two spanish especially i love south america i started late traveling like backpacking too late i would start earlier I would be on the same page and um, do more music. <laughs> Actually, um, I'm running out of time doing music and I learned it. Um, I play the guitar, but I should have learned like piano or whatever because I guess beside all the digital topics and all about the magazines and the knowledge, it's always good to have a totally different beside hobby to 
to keep your mind open and to see other things around just like the digital and innovative and whatever side. So it's always good to have a totally different hobby or passion for, for something else. And I would yeah, start uh, speaking more languages. Not just like six, as I do. No. <laughs> cool. So, thank you very much, guys. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, see you next time. See you next time.